Welcome back, you beautiful bastards, to another episode of the Rarely Sophisticated Podcast. I'm John Carter. I'm Ryan Bredoy. And on today's episode, we're going to recap basically our two-week absence, um, in addition to a lot of football and a little bit of other stuff sprinkled in. So the reason that we took a two-week break was basically the holidays. Our schedules really didn't align, and uh, there's nobody else that I'd rather do this with than Ryan. Um, I tried doing a solo podcast, you know, a couple of times and it's just not the same. So having Ryan here with me definitely makes for a better experience, I think, for everybody. So I decided, hey, if we can't do it together, we're not doing it at all. So uh, that's that. But how was your break, bud? It's good. Lots of family, lots of holidays, lots of busy times. You yeah. Know, normal. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you spoil your, <clears throat> did you spoil your, uh, did you spoil the, the, your girl? The, I can't talk. I haven't done this for two weeks. Have you spoiled your girls? You haven't talked for two weeks. I haven't done this for two weeks. Oh, but you have talked in the last. Yes. No, I was <laughs> okay. not fucking mush mouth. <sighs> I'm sure your wife would prefer sometimes. Yeah, probably. Love but, you, babe. <laughs> but, uh, my kids are always spoiled. Yeah, mine too. I didn't have to get them much. My my parents, her parents, they and, got too much shit. Yeah, and and I think that was my big problem was that our girls, we pretty well give them everything that they need and a lot of what they want throughout the year. So doing it around the holidays, you know, especially when the big fat man comes around. Yeah, Christmas sucks when your kids are already spoiled. Yeah. What about you? Did you get anything cool? Not really. You got some new boots, that's all. I did get some new boots, but I can't, sexy. I can't really wear boots down here with sweatpants. That, that just wouldn't look right. If you if we lived in Texas, that would be acceptable. I mean, I could. I just didn't want to. You got to tuck them into the boots, though. You got to get that that look. Because I think that that's like, what, what do they call that now? Like tractor chic or something like that? I absolutely all, all the cool kids are doing it, man. I, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like you should have to wear like if you wear boots, you have to wear jeans. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Unless you're a hooker. Or unless you're wearing like dress boots and then maybe you can wear them with slacks. I don't know. Um by the way, I very rarely ever wear slacks. Ever. My my grandmother died what last month and I literally had to go out and buy a pair of slacks because they're just not in my closet. I think you could wear slacks and boots, depending on the color of boots, too. I think if brown slacks, brown boots, black slacks, black boots, brown or brown boots, navy slacks, money. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I've I, thought I, way I would, too much. I would into honestly this, have we to ask my about, wife. My wife would dress me; it'd be fine. Yeah my my wife has learned not to dress me because usually whatever she picks out is like shit that I owned whenever I was a size 36 and you know wearing a large and it would fit me then and now like I have to go buy shit because it doesn't fit because I'm fat it's called start working out yeah I think I'm going to join the Y this year it's just too far away for me it's right next to work for me so yep I'm still a member of Planet Fitness I started waking up early this week, did push-ups, sit-ups for work for like three days a week. I'm going to actually try to leave the house and go to the Planet of Fitness next week. Yeah, so new... Small re- goals. New Year's resolution for me is is obviously... Don't I, make one. 
No, 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 no. I it just it's very general and it's just be more active. I'm not saying I want to lose weight like or anything. I think just by being active, it will come as a result. But I think just be more active is is my resolution for uh, 2024. I've just been putting off going back to the gym for like three months now. So I was like, all right, if I can get up early in the morning, because I have to go to work early enough. But I was like, if I can get up that hour earlier, I need to get up. Minimum, I do push-ups, sit-ups, and stuff in the living room. Next week, I'm going to try to actually leave the house and go to Planet Fitness. If I can do that for like a full full week or for at least four days of the week, you'll be in that it's routine. A, yeah, I just got to start yeah. the routine. It's not even like the activity that sucks. It's getting up. Yeah, no, 100%. It's losing it's that one there. hour of sleep. I, That's I, it. I've heard it a million times. The hardest part about going to the gym is just going. It's not even what you do when you get there. It's just going. But like I said, I'm not saying my New Year's resolution is to go to the gym or lose weight or anything. I think that those will will happen as a recourse. I just want to be more active. Right? That's fair. So, uh, my girls obviously got spoiled too. I got spoiled. Um, My wife, my in-laws, and my parents all kind of went in and pieced out this huge 3D printer that's now here at my workbench um, where we do the podcast. Um, so far it's made some pretty cool stuff, uh, but hopefully we can make some cooler stuff. This is not that kind of podcast though. Um, although I've seen people who apparently can make money on Twitch, letting people watch them 3d print shit. So, I mean, I love money and I'm willing to give that a try. So yeah. Uh, anything else you kind of want to touch on from your break? Anything exciting happen? Not really. Uh, my driver's license got suspended. Should never trust clerks at Target. No. So I went into Target, bought some alcohol, gave the cashier my ID. She forgot to give me my ID back. Had to get a new one through the BMV. Apparently some shit went down with the account numbers and the fact that I pulled it out of a business account for personal use and stuff like that. And the bank kicked it back twice. And the BMV is like, oh, yeah, now this $9 charge is a $39 charge and your license is suspended and you can't renew your vehicles. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck me, dude. What am I supposed to do? I bent over and took it. Once again, you look way too old for them to card you at Target. I agree. Shouldn't have been a problem. Shouldn't have been a problem. And also, when you hand somebody a driver's license... Before you leave as a responsible adult, what should you do? You you already said the problem. Responsible adult. But, I but, am a man child. But my, my little, wife was a, there. She a, should have been the one to be like, hey, dumbass, don't forget your ID. And I'd be like, thanks, babe. Once again, who's the adult here? Yeah. Legal, legally me. Legally I You're am. old enough. You're older than me. You're a big boy. It's a little bit different for you, though, than it is me, because my driver's license is rather important for my job, because that's part of my job. I drive. Well, well yeah, mine is, too, because yeah. I can get other people to drive me in the course of my job. Again, don't want to name drop my job, but there are times where I do have to go out and do certain things in accordance with my job. And, and unfortunately we do not have government vehicles to do my job um, because we're, you know, government employees in a small 
municipality that spends their money on other shit like you are not in a small municipality i'm sorry to say we we are no 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 large large county large county lots of money here but we just spent millions of dollars on new pickleball courts that's fine i don't think your budget and what you do is anywhere near the pickleball court budget no I, I'm just I, saying. I'm just saying. I would like to be reimbursed for my gas sometimes, but that's. I just think they should have like one to two, uh, one car for what you do. Your little office would yeah. be plenty. Yeah. For you and the people in your office to share. I agree. One car, and it could be a retired police car or something that they just pay for insurance and plates on. Yeah. That's it. And you can get them shit cheap at auction. Well, shit. They just got to buy it from their own police force. Yeah. I, I get Once it. again, government, you already said you work for the go- I government do. job. I work for so, the local government here. So I'm just saying, like, it, they wouldn't even have to buy it. They just transfer ownership to your office. Yeah. Ta-da, they've already bought it. <laughs> okay. Maybe yeah. you should put in a request. And may, you guys no, need, that shit makes too hey, much hey, sense. You need a suggestion box. That, no, we don't because there's too much shit that makes too much shit. There's, there's too, too much no, shit no, that no. makes too much shit that makes too much sense. I'm going to follow through with what I started. Do, 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 do. That's yeah. all, folks. And it just, no, if it makes sense, they don't want to fuck around and do it. But you know what? I'm hey, gonna, you're I'm, there to make dollars, not sense. Yeah, I am. You're right. Uh, so yeah, I got that taken care of BMV. Um, I hope you, well, find, it was you know, only a $10 charge though, right? Well, it started off as a $9 charge and then, and then each time it got kicked back, $10 got added on until now it was like $39 because the bank didn't say, Hey, did, um, did you authorize this transaction or, you know, is this a legit transaction? So you're saying the bank should reimburse you. Yeah. That's a argument I'm going to take up with them on Monday. Yeah. Because I feel like it, they should at least contact you like, hey, this same thing is kind of tried to come through twice from the BMV. It's not like it came from like wabababala.com, which, you know, you see these sites pop up all the time on TikTok, you know, wabababala. Oh, well, you know what I'm saying? Like they just take a. It's not like you were trying to purchase OnlyFans. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I, in a world of free internet porn, I'm not going to go on and do anything with OnlyFans. I. Plus, you know, if I ever need it, just, you know, go tell my wife, hey, um, please. Down on two knees and beg. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I need it. All right. So let's start with NFL football. Lots of stuff to talk about here, man. We got the playoff picture. Um, I I, let's let's do the playoff picture last because I feel like that's going to be the big topic. Let's go ahead and knock the little fish out of the way. Tyreek Hill. I'm sure everyone has heard by now his house caught on fire. Um, thankfully, everybody made it out. Let's start off with a positive note. Everybody made it out of the house. Nobody was injured. No pets were lost or anything like that. So, you know, we are we are happy for the Hill family in that aspect. Uh, but the fire marshal um, finally released the cause of the fire, and it turns out that it was a child playing with a lighter in a bedroom. And let's just start out. Terry Kill plays for the Dolphins, not a fish. It's a mammal. But super glad. That's true. Super glad everybody made it out. Wow. Kids, kids grab things. 
they snack, do. I, snatch I, them. So I, not, not, I'm not even, not really a fault from the parents in my no, opinion. And I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm just reading because, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why, you happens. know, it wasn't, wasn't because of, you know, arson or anything. Well, I mean, I guess how, do we know how arson. old the kid was? No, they, they haven't released. And honestly, I don't care, dude. Like, well, it, 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 kids like, make mistakes. No, like that's the only thing that interests me. Depending on the age of the kid would change my opinion. Like if they should have been taught, Hey, this could be dangerous. Let's not yeah. play with it. Or was it some like teenager trying to, you know, toke up in their bedroom and things happen. Things happen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, like, like, like I said, kids make mistakes. Kids try to emulate their, their parents. My wife lights candles all the time. I use a lighter because the fucking electronic starter on my grills busted. So use that. I mean, it could be a number of reasons. Um, you know, Tyreek might like smoke big old fat cigars. I don't know. But, you know, that, that was determined to be the cause. It wasn't anything malicious. Um, but again, we are happy that the Hill family is safe. Um, nobody was hurt. No pets lost, anything like that. Um, obviously, there's going to be some damage, but homeowner's insurance on a $6 million mansion, eh, it's probably chump change. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. Well, because he is, and like his uh, wide receiver contract, he's getting paid like 30 something million. Oh, yeah, a year, he's making so bank. He's making bank. He'll be fine. He'll be he, fine. He can buy a whole new house. It'll be fine. I, I honestly would not be surprised if he's like, you know what? Just tear the bitch down and build a new one. I mean, and he's successful off the field. He's got a lot of, I'm sure he's got a lot of investments and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. And, and, and endorsements and all sorts of other deals. All right, let's talk about that Lions game from the other night. The Lions were playing the, uh, here, back me up. They were playing the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, yep. The Lions are down by a point. They could kick a field goal, send it into overtime, or they could go for the two-point conversion and win it. What do they decide to do? They try to go for the two-point conversion not once, twice, three times. Nope, they go four times. So the entire night, number, number 70, Dan Skipper, had been... <laughs> Reporting as eligible the entire night. And then Decker comes in, number 68, and he reports as eligible. And you, if you go back and you watch the video footage, it's clear as day that he's trying to like get the ref's attention and like rub his shirt and whatnot and say, you know, I'm eligible. And the Lions sent um, Dan Skipper out well, onto the field. But Dan Skipper's not, you know, declaring himself eligible or anything like that. He's just like trying to distract the Cowboys defense. Well, and and Decker clearly went up to the refs to talk to him. Oh like, yeah. Clears day on video. And and not only that, Dan Campbell had to show this play to the refs before the game so that the refs knew that yes, this is a legal play. These are legal actions. Yes, okay, we know what's going on so that Everything goes, hopefully, and and that's not smooth. the head refs. That's not the head ref he meets with before games. That's like a line judge and a back judge or something. Like it is. See, I didn't know that part. It is two refs. Well, they got. They don't meet with the head ref. Now the head ref will come out and be like, like they'll talk to him before the game. He'll go to each sideline, be like, hey, they told me about this. All right, everything was good because they talk, but he taught. It was still like a line judge and back judge that had to say, yeah, that's all good. Right. But he doesn't get that meeting, the ref's meeting before the game when they cleared that. It was with a line judge, but still, the ref clearly just assumed that Skipper was the number 70 or whatever. Skipper was getting going to be eligible because he'd been eligible 
all, all night. Yeah, all night. But Decker came in. He was making every effort to, you know, he was wiping his jersey. He was went and talked to him. Yeah, literally, like face to face from like closer feet, than I am to two you to right three now. feet away from each other. Yeah, and um, yeah, he clearly just assumed it was number seventy that was eligible. Yeah, wasn't paying attention. And I love how the NFL came out and said that's on the head coach for not hearing us announce no. the wrong number. No, 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 no. no. That's a loud stadium. No, that's on the ref for not freaking doing his job. Not, not only that, Dan Campbell has headphones on. He's he's got even a headset if he, on. Even if he just has one. Yeah, no, he's got a headset on. He's he's talking with Jared Goff off on the field and whatnot. He's talking with the guys up in the in the press box, looking down. You know the coordinators and everything that are up there making calls and whatnot. He's not listening to the fucking announcer on the stadium saying number 70 just reported eligible. Yeah, he's not listening to the ref say number 70 is eligible for this play. Yeah, no. He's just not doing that. That's completely on the white hat. That's completely on the red head ref for not paying attention and doing his well, job. Don't don't put it on Dan Campbell or the Lions. Yeah, did they get a little cute with it by sending three guys near the head ref? Maybe. Yeah, but, but I would that, still that's argue gamesmanship. That, yeah. That's gamesmanship to confuse the line or the to, to confuse yeah, it's the strategy. cowboys. It's it's purely strategy. Yeah, like I'm sure that's been done multiple times by multiple teams in the NFL over just this season. Yeah. And can we I mean because especially the Cowboys arguably number one defense this season. Number one, number two. I'd say top three. You know, yeah, they've been very good. And on top of that, again, so did not talk to the head ref, did not talk to the white hat, talked to two other refs after these calls are made and they, they get in together and they go, Hey, do you see what happened? No, I didn't see what happened. Do you see what happened? Uh, I think, I think maybe this guy did this. I'm not sure, but you know, we threw the flag. So we got to, you know, come up with something now is how I imagine that these huddles go. But you know, those two referees could have been like, oh, yeah, no, um, Dan Campbell already told us that he was going to do this. Um, so um, that that was a legit play. And these flags, you know, we should just say there is no penalty on the field. Because they have recalled penalties in the past. Yes, but the problem was. The ref screwed up. The head ref screwed up on who was eligible. He did not have marked in his little piece of paper, whatever. He probably wrote it down on number 85 or 65, whatever Decker's number is. Is I think it's 65 probably. But he didn't write it down saying number 65 is eligible. And he announced 70 is eligible. So they got to double down and say, no, you guys are wrong. You told us wrong. Because that's what they did. They blame the Lions. They blame the head coach. They blame Decker for not reporting, even though even like the mic'd up version with Jared Goff, Jared Goff said, hey, go tell the rest you're eligible. Like he he pointed it out before the the play even, they called the play because they knew what was going on. Right. They've been practicing this all week. And I, I if you look at it, it, it would have gone down. It did go down. Well, beautifully. and let's be honest. They missed a tripping call the, the, the drive before. Uh, the Lions, didn't the Lions like trip? Uh, yeah, yeah, enough that it could have sent the ball back. And then now this two point conversion is, you know, from instead of from the two yard line or whatever, it's from the 12 yard line or 
Yeah. Well, no, they missed a tripping call on the play before for the Cowboys, like where the count one of the Cowboys players got tripped. Like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it would have brought the ball back ten yards, and and now that two point conversion instead of being from the two yard line is now back from the twelve. Wrong drive. I'm talking when the Cowboys had the oh, ball. Oh, okay. I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, but like. Also, the whole adage is, and I'm sure you've heard this, any NFL coach player has probably said it in interviews before, we got to play better than the ref's ref. Yeah. Don't let it come down to a ref's decision. They could have probably, I think earlier in the game, they could have kicked the field goal. They could have just kicked a tie yeah, multiple kick the, times kick the and tie, take it to overtime. Take it to overtime. But I, Dan Campbell, he's, I mean, he, he, he's went for it all year yeah. and it's worked out for him. Like, I don't disagree with going for it. I think it was the right call for the Lions. I really do. Everybody's giving them shit. Should have gone for the extra point. Should have gone for the extra point. If anything, Decker catching that ball in the end zone is proof that they should have gone for the two-point conversion. Yeah, it worked. It worked. The sad part of the reality is, is that the refs were, I I get it. They're tired. It's the last, you know, that's a hard job. It, and it's not a full-time job. No, like that, let's let's be honest. These are high school teachers. These are you know lawyers. factory workers, lawyers, everybody that's you know pursuing their dream to become an NFL referee. It's not like Major League Baseball where you know that's all they fucking do for the entire fucking year. And when they're not, which doing it that, should be right, and and yes, we'll we'll touch on that. I mean, in in Major League Baseball, when they're not refing for Major League Baseball, they get shipped off to you know the Puerto Rican leagues or you know some of training, these, yeah, spring leagues, you know. Winter league, fall league, ball stuff like that. Yeah. And and they're just constantly doing it. Unless you're Angel Hernandez, who I don't care how much training you give that man. He's the worst ref or the worst umpire in major league baseball. But yeah, I mean, and even and, basketball refs that they're not part-time dudes. Like, like how is that still a thing in the NFL? The biggest league in the world are on, on in America. Clearly easily blows out like out of like the top 50 shows that have been on any kind of TV, it's clearly number one at like 48 of them are the NFL games. Yeah. And I mean, now you've got spring football um, with the XFL, USFL, college. USFL, you've, you've got college, any of it. The, the, yeah. The, the UFL, I think it's called now. We'll get into that later. Uh, you've got, you know, a bunch of different things. You can go to clinics. You can just set up clinics and say, hey, high school, dude, like, the- uh, like training camp. They can go to training camp for NFL. They can go to training camp for college that starts yeah. earlier than the NFL. Like they can do all of that to hone their skills as an NFL ref. Hey, I'm, and decide. Hey, do you want to call that a penalty, or was that like? And I get it. Being an NFL ref would be extremely hard. Look at some like these guys are running at twenty mile an hour, full speed. Your eyes can't catch everything. Yeah, my shit. My I get that. Running like that. I. I would argue that, okay, so when I was in the army, I was active duty. So I was, you know, I was a soldier seven days a week, you know, 365 days a year, um, all the way up until I got out of the army. We had reservists that when I deployed were attached to us. Well, before they deployed for an entire year of deployment, they had their two weeks or two days a month, which was a weekend. And then they had two weeks that they had, you know, their training ops. And then, of course, you know, you had some other reservists who were considered active reserve where they worked at, like, you know, a recruiting station or whatnot. But still, like, why can't we do that kind of thing with referees? Like, hey, 
outside of the regular season, you go to a regional, you know, facility one weekend out of the month to do, you know, just, you know, catch up on new rule sets or, you know, do some type of training. I don't, I'm sure there's referee training out there and it's, it's more than just if the player does this during this, what does this call? You know, like they probably actually like watch film and, and, you know, try to do shit like that. I don't know. I'm not a referee. Never seen a referee camp. Don't know how it goes. All I know is that somewhere down the line, there is a disconnect with the NFL and their officiating staff because the NBA doesn't seem to have this issue. Major League Baseball, eh. Yeah, you'll have some shitty umpires out there, but for the most part, they're at least consistent in their own right. Um, The NFL is just the outlier here. Well, and let's, like I said, let's be honest. These guys are running at 15, 20, 25 mile an hour, full speed. Your eye probably can't catch everything. Like when, and that's the irritating part as a fan. You see it on TV. You see, you're watching the game. You see the super slow mo. Yeah, and but you also every, have the line judges who are looking at it from it a perpendicular angle. I here, mean, like it we, helps. We need what, and I don't like a lot of stuff in like the amateur football leagues, like the USFL and stuff do. But like we need like that sky judge they use. Yeah, we need somebody love that. that's not 80 years old up in a box with like what they do in the USFL or whatever these like more amateur leagues that has like an Xbox controller and can sit there and rewind like hey that was clearly not what you just called not saying they need to make extra calls but like another referee like let him be some kind of referee and like be able to talk to the referee be like hey we just reviewed that like they do already. Like they they tell referees, "Hey, pick up that flag. That was not a foul." Yeah, they do that already, but they need to do it in those critical situations. Like, hey, that was clearly there was something there that's going to affect this entire game. You don't need to call that, or you need to yeah, call. Yeah, they that. do it in college basketball. I mean, I was at a Evansville Aces game today, and they called a uh, technical foul on one of the Evansville Aces players, and like Evansville contested it and said, you know, no, the player from Murray state pushed him first and the, the umpire or the, um, referee, uh, went and he looked and he's like, Oh yeah, it's a technical on Murray state and a technical on Evansville for retaliation. And those technicals cancel each other out and let them play on. But still like there's review in college basketball. I mean, there's review. You can review things in, in baseball now. I mean, it's just irritating. The biggest league on earth is the NFL. The one that draws the most ratings. We can go play in another country and the, the tickets are sold out in minutes. Oh, yeah. So why do we not have full-time refs make this a profession? Because being, like I said, being a ref is hard. Because regardless what call you make, if it's right or wrong, somebody's going to hate you. Yeah. So I'm not saying their job's easy. Very hard job. A lot of respect for the people that do it. And you see refs get irritated. Like there are, I'm sure that like if they show refs during games you and they just made a shitty call, I'm sure it's on their face. Oh yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to be the reason either. No, but let's make this a profession. Let's make this a paid position full time a year. Like the guy that made this call in the Lions game, and I'm kind of almost over the subject. 
Like he he's not getting the playoff game this year, but he uh, he's refing a game tomorrow on Sunday. So there there's no accountability. I I think well, they doubled down too much. It's like no no no. He was right. Was he? Can you got there is somewhere because that ref is mic'd up every game. Oh yeah. There is a recording of what was said in that huddle that you will never hear because they're not going to throw that guy under the bus, even though they should. They be, they should the NFL should that they should baby face it. They should come back like no 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 no. He messed up. Here's the recording. This is what happened, and he just assumed and he screwed up. He's not going to be a head ref anymore. He's going to go back to a line judge. Like he's losing that prestigious yeah, he's not a crew position. Chief. He's not a crew chief or or whatever they call yeah, him anymore. Like he's, he's not the head guy. Yeah, he's going back to a nobody that doesn't get this prestige of head ref white hat, the guy that talks to America. Right. And the results of this game affected the Lions in the playoff picture, which, again, we'll touch on here, probably the last part of this. They couldn't get their number one seed anymore, which is, it was a big deal. They won the NFC North, which is first time in 30 years. Congratulations. That that bye week is crucial. Yes. Like, and they've played so good this year. Like, that's, like I said, I'm over this game. It's over, but I think Dan Campbell made the right call going for it. They clearly got it. Ref screwed them out of it. NFL do better. Absolutely. All right. Comeback player of the year. <laughs> All right. I've got two candidates up here on the board. There's um, only one candidate. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but, but we're going to talk about it here. Joe Flacco and Damar Hamlin for comeback player of the year. Who do you think deserves it? I honestly, Joe Flacco. But what about Damar? Okay, coming back from death is a huge thing in its own right. Like and it was a tragic thing that happened. Absolutely, that was, absolutely. But it was a freak accident. Oh, yeah. And But uh, can we talk about, and I hate to be devil's advocate, how much has DeBar Hamill actually played this year? Now that Jordan Poyer's healthy, and uh, who's their other safety? Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. They're two safeties. They're su- two superstar safeties are healthy. I only know because you told me this before this episode. I think it's only one, it's maybe only two one, games yeah. this year. Like he hasn't suited up. So comeback player of the year. What he come back from death, which is huge. Yeah. But what has he contributed to the Buffalo Bills? Because absolutely nothing. Because they're healthy this year in the safety position, defensive back position. Like he's not suited up. He's been a healthy scratch. We're in week 18. He's been a, probably a healthy scratch 16 weeks of this year. Right. Like to me, you said Joe Flacco dude's balled out. He, yeah. Granted, he came back from being on the couch. Like he came back from playing like he was a jet last year, played for the New York Jets. He came back from being a New York jet, which is a big deal because they suck this year. Yeah. So. But he came back from hauling his kids to school and being on the couch. That's yeah. all he really came back from. So, and he is balled out. I, I still hate that comeback player of the year is not what it used to mean. That's what for, it, usually for a player that... Come ha- back from some kind of significant injury. Yeah. And actually contributed like... Like if Aaron Rodgers had come back this year and like if he played... A, like I think even if Aaron Rodgers played one game, the fact that he snapped his Achilles in game one and came back and played even so much as like the first half and as long as he throws a touchdown or runs one in in game 18, I would say 
there's your game comeback player of the year with Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. But just because he did something that's he's done something that's never done before. Now, granted, is he technically listed like, as, as healthy? Yes, but I mean, but like comeback player of the year, like you remember when uh, Alex Smith had that gruesome leg injury? Yeah, he tore his hamstring, didn't he, or his UCL? Like he blew out his leg. I forget exactly what injury he had all those years ago in Kansas City. Had this really gruesome injury. I think it was in Kansas City, but he came back the next year and completely balled out and just had a phenomenal year. That's a comeback player of the year. Yeah. He contributed to his team, played great for his team after having a hell of an injury the year before. I like DeMar Hamlin's story. Super inspiring what he's had to deal with over this and last he's a year. He's a good dude. And he is a, yeah, he's a legit he's good, a good dude. dude. Seems like a good dude. He is a beautiful bastard, but I don't, I don't see him being a comeback player of the year. Cause he didn't play like, that's my thing. He did not play this year to help the bills do anything. Yeah. He, he was on the team. Fantastic. He was a healthy scratch, probably 15 to 16 weeks of the year. Didn't play except maybe one to two games. Yeah. So like I said, that's just my two cents. I think Joe Flacco should win it. Yeah, he came back from being on the couch, but the, the Browns could have a chance at going on a Super Bowl run because of him. And he's looked better than Deshaun Watson has all year. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. Deshaun Watson didn't deserve $230 million. I'm, I I still don't understand why the Browns got rid of Baker, but I'm personally happy. I hope Deshaun Watson's rest of the career is dog shit. Yes. Just because... Now they were just allegations. Allegedly, all the stuff that he allegedly did or did not do. It's alleged. I I was hoping the moment they signed him to two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed with all that stuff hanging over his head, I was I, I said right then, I'm like, I hope his the rest of his career is dog shit. Well luck, and he goes luckily to the, Browns. the Browns already had um Nick Chubb. Yeah, what about it? Well, what I'm saying that $240 million is a lot in your salary cap. Yeah. Cause it's like, uh, yeah, I think, uh, this year they've th- already think- had to region negotiate his contract to cut like once th- at the start of this year, because the cap hit was like 60 million. We're, we're talking about Watson one for one year. Yeah. Which granted Patrick Mahomes, I think next year goes up to like 50 something million, which is a big deal for the chiefs. But a lot of their defense is young. They've still got to somehow figure out how to re-sign LeJarrius Sneed and uh, Stone Cold Jones. So, yeah, because Nick Chubb, um, his contract it is up for negotiation next year, um, and then after that, you know, if he doesn't sign with with the Browns or extend his contract, um, he becomes a free agent. But I mean. I, I just didn't never see Deshaun Watson after sitting for two years being worth 230 million. Was he phenomenal in Texas? Absolutely. He yeah. was a gr- He and, was a top five quarterback in when he was well, a Houston and, Texan. And then the Texans, you know, wasted their draft pick on Davis Mills, who I would say just turned out to be a huge flop, which is not uncommon when it comes to rookie quarterbacks. But now they have CJ Stroud. Oh God, dude. Dude, he's that a dude. Dog. This the play he just made a few minutes ago 
phenomenal. Yeah, I saw a clip Ryan of it. Ryan and I have been keeping up with the Colts Titans game, or excuse me, the Colts Texans game um, throughout this whole thing. And um, obviously, because it affects the playoff picture, there's a minute and what, 48 seconds left in the uh, fourth quarter. Yeah, Stroud's, Stroud's dialing it up. He's easily rookie of the year. Colts possibly going to lose this game. Possibly. And we're getting ready to talk about it after we talk about MVP race favorites. Now, these odds are taken from FanDuel, not a sponsor. Uh, Ryan and I dabble with FanDuel periodically. Um, so that's where I got these odds. Um, right now, Lamar Jackson is in the number one with minus 20,000. So you bet a hundred dollars and you'll win what twenty cents, something like something that. like that. So <sighs> behind that, Dak, Dak Prescott plus sixteen hundred, Brock Purdy at twenty five hundred, Josh Allen at three thousand, CMC at five thousand, and then Tyreek at plus twelve thousand. Which I think is absurd. I think Tyreek now, Hill should be further up that list. Uh, I think Josh Allen should be further up the list. I, I'm not disagreeing with you because- at all. Take Josh Allen out of the Bills. They're they're nothing. The Bills are nothing. Yeah, absolutely. The, Josh Allen has like forty something total touchdowns on the season. Yeah, I I honestly I think I like that. I I, I don't uh, care. If Dak much for screwed the- him out. Dak Dak's bad games this year have messed him over. Same thing with Brock Purdy. Looked human last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. Don't talk about Mister Irrelevant that way. Uh, he looked human when he threw all those interceptions and just got dog walked the other day. And it looks like the Colts are going to lose. Yeah. Well, I figured. Yeah. Well, hey, better draft pick. Better draft pick. Better draft pick. That's all we needed, which we didn't have our starting quarterback. You know, that's that. No, we had Uncle Rico, which is just as equally as exciting, if you ask me. But Absolutely. Minshew mania. Minshew. So... I'm just saying. Who, who's your pick? I mean, obviously, but but if out, feel, out of this list, who would you pick? I really would love Tyreek to hit 2,000 yards. I And if he hit 2,000 yards, I think he deserves it. But also, out of this list, I think Josh Allen would probably be my, my personal vote. And this is also coming from a guy <laughs> that wants the Bills to lose this weekend because I want to see the chaos ensue uh, from... Stefan Diggs. I just want to see it. Yeah. I, I, I want the madness. I want the craziness. I want the off-season drama of them not even making the playoffs. I think it'd be fantastic. And just see where he'd end up. That'd be great. Right. Because you know he... I don't, I don't think at this point right now he's going to go back to the Buffalo Bills next year. I just don't. So I think Josh Allen, there's a conversation for him winning it. I get it. Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. Tyreek Hill. Without, 49, 49ers are also the number one in the NFC. I mean, let's look at that. I mean, but Purdy threw Pur- those five rece- interceptions the other day or four interceptions, whatever it was, had a terrible game versus the Ravens, and that knocked him out of the MVP race right there. Right. But does that not put him above Dak Prescott? I mean, Mr. I mean, you've got Christian McCaffrey on that team too, which Dak. Arguably, he doesn't have Zeke anymore. He's got what Pollard and CD, CD Lamb. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to talk about playoff picture. Um, you just 
name drop. The Ravens currently have the number one seed and a bye in the AFC, followed by the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Browns with Flacky Flacco. And then in the NFC, number one seed going to the 49ers. Number two is the Cowboys. Three is the Lions. So again, still made the playoffs, but they dropped their number one seed. Well, they they had to win out to get it anyway. So still, I mean, they didn't. They don't have a chance anymore because that that happened. They should be. They could be the number two. I think already if they would have beat the Cowboys. So it just depends. It looks like right now, if everything stays the way it's staying, it should be the Lions versus the Rams, which would be a phenomenal story. Stafford coming back. <laughs> yeah. So I think that'd be a good story. Uh, number five, we got the Eagles. Number six, you just named them the Rams. Um, in the hunt. I want the Buccaneers. You've got the Bucks want, and the Packers still on the hunt in the, the NFC. Um, and then you got the Jags, the Bills, and the Steelers still on the hunt um, in the AFC. And then on the bubble, which this game um, pretty much looks over, if you ask me, because um, the Texans currently have the ball, and there's eight seconds left on the clock in the fourth quarter. Scores 23-17. Um, you have the Colts and the Texans. Obviously, with this transpiring, the Texans now have a pretty sure shot of getting into the playoffs. The question is now, if the Jags lose tomorrow, theoretically, the Texans could go up to the number one. And in the, the Steelers South. did beat the Ravens today. So I think that was a key thing. The Steelers had to win. I don't know exactly how everything affects it. I know if the Jaguars lose tomorrow, the Texans would be in, and I think the Steelers would be in. I think. The Jaguars have to lose tomorrow, though. The Jaguars have to lose. Well, the Texans, if they won today, their probability rating jumped up to like 99%, over 99%, which is basically 100, of getting in. Um, so, you know, there's so many different scenarios though. So I love this time of year though, dude. It's, well, I, what I just, like dancing, is, what, is what I is. love is the bills dolphins game tomorrow night. Whoever wins is in like the dolphins are already in the dolphins but the, have clinched, but, but the it would bills be the- or the bills have to win. And that's the, the interesting part. If the dolphins don't win, they're number six seed. If yeah, they, because because then the Bills become number one in the AFC. Yeah, if the if the um, Bills South, win, no, they AFC clinch East. the AFC East, and they're a number two seed. But if the Dolphins lose, they're still in the playoffs. They're just a number six seed, which is a huge difference. Oh, absolutely! It's just like I said. If the Dolphins lose, I think they go play Kansas City in Arrowhead. In the wild card weekend. Knowing what you know now, obviously tomorrow's going to flip the script and things are going to be different, but seeing who is already guaranteed to be in, seeing who still has a possibility, obviously the Texans now going up into that um, AFC wild card, um, at least possibly AFC South champions. Um, what are your predictions for the Super Bowl? Who do you think we're going to see? I know who I would love to see. But who would you love to see? Honestly, I would love to see Dolphins and 49ers. No, I don't think that'll happen. I, I think I, the Dolphins have too many injuries on defense. I, they I they just, have too many key players. A phenomenal hurt. game to watch. 
Bradley Chubb got hurt last weekend and uh, Van Ginkle or whatever, I think, got hurt. I think I don't know. It was one of their key Finkel? middle. Finkel? Not Finkel. It was one <laughs> of their key linebackers last. Two of the, like Bradley Chubb's also a linebacker, but two of their linebackers got hurt out for the rest of the season last weekend. So I don't see the Dolphins going. Finkel is Ihorn. Finkel is Ihorn. I could see the Ravens 49ers. But it just I, I'm it's too per- obvious. I'm personally Chiefs Cowboys would be fun to watch. I and everybody can call me a bandwagon. I want the Chiefs to go. I do. I I the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. He's looked human this year, but not by his own fault. No, not by his own design. That's Travis that's, Kelsey uh, has also looked human this year, but that's also to me that I, I he's don't. He's gotten enti- so beat up this year because there's nobody else for for Mahomes to throw to. I just don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's all Kelsey's fault. I don't. I think he a we've, he's getting older. Yeah, we've talked about that. He's getting older. B, I think he's got like maybe four or five seasons left. You think he's less than that? I think he has three years left on his contract after this year. So I wouldn't be, I could see him playing out his contract at least. And we both agree on this. He would be phenomenal in the sports broadcasting workspace. Um, I mean, McAfee has proven that you've got other, you know, former players that have proven that the Manning cast phenomenal. Well, I think, yeah, Jason and Travis, I'd watch anything they do. Yeah. Like their new new heights podcast. Absolutely phenomenal. Listen to it every week, but you can call me a bandwagon or whatever. The greatness of Patrick Mahomes on a football field to me. And I wasn't around like I was very young when Michael Jordan was doing Michael Jordan things. You don't have to be a fan of the Chicago Bulls back then to be a Michael Jordan fan. Absolutely not. I think that to me, it's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Like I would agree. You don't have to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan to be a Mahomes fan. I would love to see the Chiefs go back to back, win another one. Doesn't matter who they play. I want because my Colts team wasn't gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Not my Colts team. So I would like to see somehow the Kansas City Chiefs win it all. And I I don't care who they play. I think I think it'd be funny to have a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl again. And last time they did that, Jimmy G could have won it, but Patrick Mahomes won his first one. Yes. So I would like to see it again. Patrick Mahomes wins. Real realistically speaking, I think we're going to see probably Ravens 49ers. I mean, both teams have been really good this year. Is is unless Brock Purdy loses his power? I guess. I mean, as long as they have a full assortment of weapons, I think they're fine. As long as CMC stays healthy, CMC Debo, is a huge factor on that CMC, team. CMC, Debo, Ayuk, and there, and really Trent Williams. If true, if his left tackles out, that that's when Brock Purdy looks bad. He he's he is awful. The blind Williams side. Out. So I I think you're right. I think Ravens 49ers. I hate how obvious it is. Yeah, it's it's right there in the face. Like again, Dolphins 49ers to me would I, I, just, I would love it. I would love it. I I, I like Tua. I like Tyreek oh, and Jalen Waddle and all the, everything that they've got. Freaking their defense is way too beat up, though. Yeah, that's like they've lost so many, and their backfield's not the best right now. No, 
So I, I think I think Dolphins they can make it in. I just don't think their defense has enough enough. Cowboys could make it in. Their defense is good. Their offense you never know what you're gonna get is the problem. I think the Lions would be a phenomenal story. Oh yeah. Come uh, come back from adversity with, with you know to come back rats. from a couple years ago when Dan Campbell got hired as a head coach saying they were gonna bite kneecaps. Dude, everybody thought that guy was a doofus a couple <laughs> years ago saying, yeah, we're going to bite their kneecaps. We're going to get knocked down and on the way up. We're going to take another bite. I freaking love that man. Like he is Detroit. I, I think he embodies what football should actually be. And it's going out there and basically well, he, giving he everything the Detroit you have. Lions. Yeah, but he he's he's the type of person who's like, look, we're not going to go out there just to look pretty. We're not going to go out there and and, you know, run some plays that, you know, might look decent on paper, but don't really work, you know, in practicality. We're not trying to get media time. We're not trying to get endorsements. We're here to win football. And if that means putting your body on the line in the right ways, we're going to fucking do that. Well, I mean, think of a, and and think of just the couple head coaches that you think about just completely embody the city their coaches in Dan Campbell in Detroit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like like when Tony Dungy was in Indianapolis, dude, everybody was behind that man. And, and Nick Sirianni's taking it on the shins this year for the Eagles because they just have not looked like the Eagles of last year. But I think he completely embodies the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, and, I, and and let's be realistic, the Eagles don't look like they did last year. They lost their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, Colts head coach. Sorry, not sorry. Jonathan Gannon, head coach out at Arizona. Their, de- their defense has, like, they might have similar play callers. But, like, that's the thing in the NFL. When you have these phenomenal play callers, you might be calling the same plays, but it's not, th- it's not what plays you're calling. It's how you call them and when. That's what makes certain coaches special, like Andy Reid. That's why he is special. Oh, yeah. And that's probably, he probably goes into the coaching staff and he's like, you might sleep with your wives. You might get paid by this organization, but your ass belongs to me. Now let's go get some Kansas City barbecue. I'm good. That was a terrible Andy Reid impression. Yeah, I know. But I just think, I don't know. I think realistically, we're probably going to get Ravens 49ers, but once again, playoffs are a whole new beast. I don't know. I I would love to see the Detroit Lions go. And I, I would love to see Kansas City go. I just don't think Kansas City has enough this year. Like their their receivers have looked bad. They have Rasheed Rice, <laughs> yeah, and, and he's the rookie, and he's looked phenomenal. He he has had exponential growth this season. Oh, he he's I think he's the first thousand yard rookie receiver the Chiefs have had in their history. I think I don't know that for sure. It he set some kind of record. It, it's like the first thousand yard receiver. Rookie wide receiver since Patrick Mahomes, or I don't know, there was some kind of and, thing. And outside noted. of the receiver core, outside of Patrick Mahomes, Pacheco, Pacheco. <laughs> I mean, dude, he and everybody says it, and it's true. He runs like he's mad at the ground, and I love dude. That he confirmed that an it. Analogy, yeah, dude. I'm they just, ask him on like questions or something the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, I am very angry all the time." <laughs> dude, I just love that guy. He, I told great. you last year, you did. Just saying, you did. Who to pick up in fantasy football when I wasn't playing? Hey, you should pick up Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And, um, you know, for your first year, 
in fantasy football, you did damn good. Got cheated, but yes. Yeah. I got Arthur Smith. <laughs> Legitimately. I, I hope Smith. he loses his job this year. I, I hope they lose tomorrow, actually. Let's just put that out there now. I want the Atlanta Falcons to lose to whoever the hell they're playing tomorrow. I think it's the Saints. I want Arthur Smith to lose his job because like it's not even a fantasy football thing to me. He's just bad. He's miss. He mismanages his assets. Like when he goes on the Pat McAfee show, watch that every day. Listen to it every day. Love Pat. Shout out Pat McAfee show version 2.0. But like the thing that irritates me about Arthur Smith, love Arthur Smith when he goes on Pat's show because he's great. Seems like a great person. Great person to talk to, hang out with. Very smart at football. I think he tries to screw... Like, people rely so much on fantasy and love playing fantasy football. I think he thinks he's smarter than everybody. I don't think it's fantasy. I think it's Vegas. Vegas is the new thing now because with with all the legalized you know sports books that are being allowed, online gambling and stuff in all these states... That's that's the new the new outlier, you know. But like, but like you said, he mismanages assets. He has over the last three seasons, the Falcons have drafted three number one or first round offensive players. They drafted Kyle Pitts three years ago, Drake Drake London, London last year, and then Bijan Bijan this year. So that was the last three years, right? They drafted three phenomenal offensive players. Granted, they don't have a quarterback. No. Heineke's not the answer. Um, Ritter, I'm Desmond not a, Ritter. I'm not a Desmond Ritter. I don't. I've I don't been. think either of them are good enough to take the Falcons anywhere. They need to trade up in the draft, or may, not even trade up. Get one of these college quarterbacks and just roll with it. Yeah, Bo Nix. Anybody this year coming out of college is better than any quarterback they have on the roster right now. But if Arthur Smith is there, it doesn't matter who quarterback is. No. He's gonna not throw to his studs. He has one of the most talented running backs in the NFL right now on his roster, and instead he hands it to Tyler Algier, a fifth-round pick from last year, that any dipshit could get 1,000 yards behind that great offensive line. Then they don't throw to Kyle Pitts, easily could have Travis Kelsey-like numbers in his third year. Don't throw to him. Don't throw to Drake London, which you've seen sparks this year that he has looked phenomenal. When they actually throw the ball to him, but they don't have a quarterback. So that's that's really where their offense needs. They've got talent. Now they need a head coach that's not an idiot and says, hey, throw it to your studs when we need a stud play instead of Johnu Smith if on it, an out route. If, if I was Arthur right now, I would say, no, we did this on purpose so that we can get a uh, quarterback in the, uh, in the draft next year. Um, please don't fire me. Um, they should fire him, but they won't. They won't. They, they probably won't. Though, and like... Like I said, it's not even a fantasy football thing. It's seeing the talent of their players. Like when Kyle, Kyle Pitts got drafted a couple of years ago, I was excited. I was like, dude, this guy is a stud. He's going to be such a good tight end. And he's not because the team he's on. Put him on any other team. Any team that has yeah. a decent quarterback. Right. And he's putting up 1,200-yard seasons six to eight touchdowns a year looking like a Travis Kelsey-ish player because he was what Travis Kelsey, what they projected him to be was Travis Kelsey is like a receiving tight end. But he could be. And and he's talented enough yeah. to be. 
It's just like I said, want the Falcons to lose. One Arthur, I hate saying I want somebody to lose their job, but stop miss. Like I said, it's not even a fantasy thing. It's just you have such talent on your team, and you're mishandling it. Absolutely. All right, moving on. We're going to talk just a little bit about spring football. Now it's it's something that I kind of got into last year. Um, you not so much. I don't know how you feel about it now. Um, spring football, I, I watched the XFL, um, tried to watch it in 2020, and then obviously COVID happened, and that ruined the sport. Um, you're good. And then uh, last Let year... A naysayer? No. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was hilarious. <coughs> Sorry. RG3 just posted uh, like 11 minutes ago. Houston, rookie QB, rookie head coach, playoff bound, let a naysayer know. That was, that also was not what I thought that meant. No. Let's just, let's, it's, it's, Pat spoke for everybody. Yeah. Um, we'll just roll with naysayer. Let a naysayer. So, um, last year, um, spring football, the XFL kind of got into it. Um, St. Louis being two hours away from where we are. Uh, you know, I, I like St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Um, I'm a Nashville Predators fan, so I don't really care much for the St. Louis Blues. Um, but football, when the uh, St. Louis Rams left, obviously I would still be a Colts fan, but St. Louis lost their football team. They got the Battle Hawks. I now root for the Battle Hawks when it comes to spring football, calls the motherfucking law. Uh, but the XFL and the USFL um, have merged officially now um, to the United Football League. So it's going to be an eight-team league um, played in the spring. I believe it's 10 games a season. Um, and it's going to be divided into uh, to two divisions. Um, five teams are actually returning from the XFL and three teams are returning from the USFL. But they have these broken down as the XFL division and the USFL division. In the XFL division, returning are your Arlington Renegades, the DC Defenders, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, so the Seattle Sea Dragons are gone. The, um, the Orlando Guardians are gone. Um, I know this means nothing to you. Maybe you'll get these into it. These are all year. teams? These are teams. <laughs> All right, I believe you. And then uh, in the USFL uh, do, division, do the Renegades play Renegade like the Pittsburgh Steelers do? They should. They should. I don't know if that's I, it might I, just I, be a Steelers thing, but they should. Yeah, I don't know. Um, in the USFL division, we have the Birmingham Stallions, um, an XFL team that's now been allocated over to the USFL division, the Houston Roughnecks, the Memphis Showboats, and the Michigan Panthers. And honestly, out of all of these team names, Michigan Panthers is the biggest letdown of all these team names. I'm all for all these other names. The Renegades, Defenders, Battlehawks, Brahmas, Stallions, Roughnecks, and Showboats. And then you have the Panthers. Wow. But uh, we're going to get some spring football. And hopefully now with all these combined assets, um, it'll be bigger and better than it's ever been. And who knows? Maybe, maybe now we can uh, get some of these part-time NFL refs a uh, full-time position um, in the spring 
um, refing some spring football and fixing their fuck ups. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really wish you'd get behind spring football with me, dude. It's a blast. You keep saying that. It is. It's a blast. I, I watched every game last year. It was phenomenal. I'll, I'll try. Okay. But it's, it's great, too, because they do two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. I'll give it a shot. All right. Now let's talk real quick about MLB news, Major League Baseball, before we get into the NCAA football um, stuff. Wander Franco, uh, shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays, um, officially indicted in allegations of inappropriate relationship with a 14-year-old girl down in the Dominican Republic. Uh, since has been released on, um, not on bail or bond. It was just a conditional release. Um, but apparently he was allegedly paying, uh, paying money to the girl's mom to, uh, have an inappropriate relationship with the girl. The girl got mad cause mom wasn't giving her any of the money and she leaked a bunch of shit out into the internet and allegedly the world took took note and now major league baseball is on fire. Allegedly. Allegedly. So there's that. All right. Moving on to NCAA football. First, let's talk about the uh, Florida state university semen holes. Hey, it's Seminoles, sir. No, no, not, not after the shit that they pulled. The, how they, they, they just got dog walked. They got Georgia. dunked on. They got dunked on so bad. Okay. And, and I know they had opt outs. Don't know how many opt outs. they 25 had. players on their roster did not play. Okay. Put all those 25 in. The score is not much different. I don't think it's 63 to three. I think you might have like a 63 14 game. Yeah. They still would have got like still would have gotten dogs because I don't think Georgia played all their players either. Uh, no, they had some guys that that declared um, that opted for the, out, right, yeah, for the transfer portal and for but, the NFL. But so, and I'm just saying, and I know Florida State wanted to like go get your money, go, you know, you got to protect yourself. You're going to go to the draft, whatever. But if you guys would have, tr- if they would have treated this game like the national championship, yeah. I'm still saying they got their ass kicked by Georgia. I don't. I uh, Georgia could have played dis- their backups. Like I'm, I'm not disagreeing I, with you, but I, I still think, I it think shows it's that, hilarious. I still think it shows that Florida State in this whole fiasco has no class. That they never stood a chance. No, they never deserved to be in the college football playoffs. And also, I think it also proves to an extent that the transfer portal system, as it's set up now, is broken. Because players are allowed to transfer during the season. I think that it needs to open up after. It needs to be like the trade deadline in the NFL. They, once once a certain date hits, you can't transfer out. Yeah. Like until the end of y- the season. Not even your season. Because your season could end sooner. But right. Until the, the final championship game is which played. Is on, which is coming up. This Monday. This Monday, which this podcast will release the day after so whoever wins congratulations whether it's Michigan or but Washington but they, Florida State should have treated this like the pl- like the college football playoffs they should have treated it like the national championship playing yeah. the two time na- last two years won the national championship back to back they should have went out there everybody should have played 
and just because at least then they could proved, have said, hey, yeah, we didn't get in, but look, this is what we did to yeah, Georgia. We 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 dogged out, and yeah, they probably would have still lost. It may not have been sixty three to three. It may have been closer to like but, but forty two to fourteen or thirty six to fourteen or something like that. But if still, they would I think have it would have won, a better game. Oh God, dude! If they won, you would never hear the end of it, and that'd be fine. Yeah. They were right. If they would have won, they were right. They yeah. deserve to be in. But guess what? They go out there 63 to 3, and there was dudes on Georgia's sideline on Instagram Live during the game. Because they sucked that bad. Yeah. And you can't say all our players didn't play. Even if they would have, it would have been 63 to what? 14? Or, you know, 21? Might have been might have been lower on, on Georgia's side because Georgia's defense was playing better. But regardless, Florida State, you proved who you are. Classless, in my opinion. Quarterbacks matter. Quarterbacks do matter. You're 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 big quarterback. I was all I was in. I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself right now. I was in Florida State's corner when the whole bowl selection thing went down, and they were uh, what twelve and zero or thirteen and zero, and I was like, you know what. I feel like they earned it. If it's if they're going to call the ACC a quote unquote power five conference, they need to treat it like a power five conference, which they did. And I think you said that on this cast. I did. I and did. I and I was the exact opposite. I'm like, right. no, they don't deserve it. Yeah, no, I I felt like they deserved it. I felt like they earned it. They deserved it. Earned it. Yes. Didn't deserve. It. Yeah, we had a whole discussion yep. about earned versus deserved. And and I want to say I I believe you can rewind, go back and listen to other episodes, find the receipts. I'm pretty sure I was very vocal that I was in FSU's corner that they got hosed. And I'm so glad I was right. Of course you are. Yeah. Because then at the end of the day, that's all that matters is that you're right. No, Florida State was wrong. The semen holes. They were proved that they did not deserve it. I, uh, I just hope that they are hashtag not a semen fight. holes um, becomes a thing. I'm just saying that I thought it was hilarious that Georgia dog walked them like that with like the bottom of their roster. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, dude, I don't know how many of their top guys didn't play. Cause I'm sure there was some Florida got Florida state got dunked on, which was They're, hilarious. There's just no other way to describe it. They got dunked on super funny. Got close enough once close enough once to score a field goal. Yep. They look like Iowa out there trying to play offense. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying they look terrible. Yeah. It was funny. It was great. Uh, did you watch either of the semifinal games, the Rose Bowl or the uh, Bowl? I didn't watch all of them. No, I watched some, some um, of each, but not can, a lot. Can we just talk about the fact that they were not one, but two phenomenal games? Oh, both were great. Both were absolute just showstoppers. Dude, Michael Penix for yeah. Washington. That dude's special. He's got a fucking cannon on him, too. Yeah, he's going high in the draft. Maybe. Let's see. He played himself Maybe Atlanta into will it. draft him. I think they have another... I think if they lose this weekend, they have an eight overall pick. Another top ten pick if they lose. Which is eight is what they took Bijan. They should spend it on a quarterback. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. Sit both their idiots behind whatever rookie they grab. There's plenty of good quarterbacks in college this year. But they were both phenomenal games. Michigan. Michigan, Alabama was a really good game. Really good game. 
the better and, team won. It was clear. As yeah, day. it was a closer game. And of course, there's going to be those those people who say, "Well, Michigan had the whole cheating scandal. That there should be an asterisk next to this win if they win it." Absolutely not. No, nah, I. It, I the don't kids know. still got to go out there and perform. Yeah, and, I I don't see so much. I, again, being able to steal signs during the game, or by watching film or whatever, I don't have a problem with. I really don't. Sending scouts out. Eh, that's but again, there there were allegations that NFL does it. Yeah, but you're talking about doesn't matter. Different doesn't, budgets. It doesn't matter. But NFL does it. You're just not allowed to record. But my huge problem in all of this is are the allegations that Michigan was giving these signals to teams that were playing other teams, like your Georgias and your Alabamas and all these other teams, so that they had better chances come now during the college football playoffs. Got one question for you. It's all alleged. Just got one question for you. Go for it. Tom Brady. Greatest quarterback of all time. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. That's it. You don't hear about the Flategate. You don't hear about all the other bullshit. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. Greatest quarterback of all time. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So if they come out with a win this week, national champion. That's it. That's all that matters. Who gives a shit what happened before that? Every, they, everybody will. Forget. I want them to dog wall. Everybody will forget it anyway. Just the same way as in Louisville basketball, they had to vacate. What was it? Their 2013 NCAA championship because of all the shit that Rick Pitino got into. I think it'll of- be a good game. Yeah, people will forget about it. I mean, and and again, I think Michigan-Washington is going to be a phenomenal game. I think there's a lot of talent on that field. I think there's a lot of talent there, and I think that they're going to do phenomenal things, and we're going to see a great game. We're not going to see what we saw last year with the, what was it, TCU? They got their doors blown off by Georgia. Yeah, just fucking mud mud holes stomped all over the field. Once again, that was the whole reason that uh, Florida State wouldn't put in. They didn't want another TCU incident. Yeah. But it would have happened. But I think it'll be a great game. But everything that Michigan's went through this year, one thing matters. If they get if they win Monday, national champion. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Because like I said, when I ask you about Tom Brady, what do you say? Greatest quarterback of all time. I no seven times Super Bowl champion, greatest quarterback of all time. Two things that most people would think. That's all that matters. You don't think about all the other stuff. You just think about all the winning that he did. Yeah. So if Michigan, I hope Michigan goes out there and wins. I think they deserve it. Those kids, I mean, those kids balled out when they didn't have Harbaugh for what, like seven or eight games this year? Uh, Yeah. So Harbaugh was suspended suspended for three games at the end of the season. And I think three or four four at the beginning. beginning. So like seven or eight games, whatever it was. Like they, those kids played hard. They deserve to be where they're at. And and let's take a step and say, Jim Harbaugh, because they're kids. Well, yeah, but Jim Harbaugh being out of the picture. Now, granted, he was allowed to still coach them throughout the week. He just couldn't show up at the actual game. He couldn't be on the sidelines. He couldn't be on the sidelines. Uh, now, do I? Which think, is a big deal. Yeah. His staff, phenomenal. Minus Conyers Stallions. <laughs> Minus Con- Connor Stallions. Stallions. His staff is phenomenal because, I mean, you're talking about 
Oh, his assistant coach worked himself into a head coach somewhere next year. Yeah, you're talking about what a 13 game or 13 week season. He's out for at least six of that. And, at least. And, and they still went undefeated. Yep. With that staff, and with that, Harbaugh being, you know, either all the allegations, all the game, all the allegations, all the rumors, all the all the shit the kids had hey. to go through about their head coach being a cheater and them being cheaters. All the adversity that that program had to go through. And I still, want them to win. Still, yeah. Lot, like I said, a lot of I talent think, on the field. I think Washington of, has the best offense. Yeah, but Michigan's defense is whoa. the. That's what's gonna the offense and defensive line are what's gonna dictate this game. Yeah, if they can get to Michael Penix, oh. that defense is stout. It, but Built Washington has the number one offensive line in the country. Three phenom- three wide receivers that are NFL draft picks. Maybe not oh, yeah. all first rounders. I think, oh, but they're they're, they're going to declare the day after the game. They're they're all NFL picks. Probably one or two of them could be number ones on the team right now this year in the NFL. Yeah, I think he has three phenomenal wide receivers, and he has a freaking hose. No argument. No like, argument for I, me. I, isn't his draft comp right now Tua because he's a he's a left handed quarterback? I think so. I think he's got a bigger arm than Tua. He's got a cannon. I mean, do we see another rookie of the year candidate? Uh, I, I don't mean, know. Already, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know. Blow that predi- it, it projection. It depends right on now, where but. he goes. I think that's a big one. Mm. Speaking of, all right. So I, I feel like we've kind of talked the college thing. Michigan. Uh, I'm picking Michigan. Just, I, I'm, just I'm the there record. with you. I, I think Michigan's going to win. I want Michigan to win it. I, I'm not going to be surprised if Washington wins. Again, they're both really good teams. I just think that the de- that the defense on Michigan is going to cancel out the offense on Washington. And, and Washington's all defense isn't. And Washington's defense is not as ironclad as their offense. And I just think that that's going to be the deciding factor in that game. I think you're right. I think, like I said, that if the offensive line plays like the number one offensive line, it's going to be a very interesting game. Absolutely. So I think it'll be a good game regardless. I want Michigan to win with all the stuff they went through just to shut up everybody. You know, let the naysayer know. So let's just go with that. Michigan wins. We'll we'll see by the time this podcast comes out. So yeah. let so, a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. Um, speaking of, of figuring out where people are going, um, Belichick, where do you think <laughs> he's going, man? I think he should be a Patriot next year. You think he should stay? Yep. He has one more year left on his contract. They've not had a quarterback. Hey, he's still he's still a damn good coach. Look at what he did with the defense. Well, this year. I, we've talked about this before. He's not just the coach. He's the GM. He is the greatest head coach and GM of all time. Yes. Regardless how any like anything anything bad. He's only ever done it for him. one team. Yeah. Greatest. No, he was a coach other places, but. Not a head coach, right? I don't think he was a head coach anywhere else. I know. No, I'm talking about he, head coach. He was he, a head coach for a split second in uh, in the Browns, and then he quit. I think, or the Jets. It was somewhere. He was a head coach for a split second, and then he's like, "Nah, I ain't doing that." But he's been a head coach, GM for the Patriots for what twenty three years, twenty adult and a whole 
somebody's whole adult life right now. Yeah. Oh, yep. I'm I'm going back head coach of the Cleveland Browns from 91 to 95. I was pretty sure he was a head coach for Browns. Okay. It it wasn't super long stint, but yeah. Right. Right before uh, Tim Couch got drafted. Yeah. I was pretty sure. Pretty sure he was a head coach before, but still he has had 20 something years of a great football team. Great organization. That's what set him up. I think he hangs his hat after next season. That's no. I don't think so. But I think that's what set up. He has had such high expectations because the Brady era. Yeah, but that's the th- that, that, that's that's kind of where I'm getting at. So so either he finishes out as a Patriot or him and Robert Kraft decide to part ways and he goes somewhere else and again if he goes somewhere else I I don't know, man. I I think Vegas would be a great place for him. I think I think Vegas has got their coach. The guy that's coaching them right now, the former player, they got that Raiders team looking really good. Yeah. I think he, I think the Panthers would be a great place for Absolutely him. not. David Temper, their owner. Mm. I don't see him at Belichick. Unless Belichick goes in there like, you hired me to do a job, shut the hell up. Where I would which, really... Which Temper might need that. He might respect that because Temper's fired, what, six head coaches in the last... I don't know how many it's been. But I, honestly, though, realistically speaking, I think the best place for him, Washington Commanders. Sam Howell. I see a lot of potential there. You're shaking your head. I don't think so. Where, where are, if it's not I the Patriots, the where do you think the New England he, Patriots. I think if, but if it's not the Patriots, where does he go? I'd say... The, the the commanders would be an interesting job. I agree. I'd say the Chargers would be an interesting job. Problem with the Chargers. They have a quarterback. Justin Herbert's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. No argument there. So he already has a quarterback. Doesn't need to worry about drafting one. The problem he's going to have at the Chargers is their cap situation. They have Mike Williams on a big contract. They have Keenan Allen on a big contract. Khalil, Her- uh, not Khalil Herbert. Um, Khalil Mack, Joey yeah, Bo- Joey has Bosa. Herbert, has Herbert renewed his contract yet? Yeah, he's, he's already he resigned last year. Oh yeah, that's so right. So they, but doesn't matter what his contract is. He's the quarterback. They'll he's find, staying they'll regardless. Find, they'll find a way to to pay him. Well, he's the quarterback. Doesn't matter. Fun, something. Uh, I'm. He has an aging Keenan Allen, which looked really good this year, but he was the only good thing. They have Mike Williams that always gets injured, so I'd I'd want to ship him out for anything I could get for him. Big contract, ship him out, get draft picks back. Um, phenomenal player when he's healthy. But the last two seasons he's got hurt, season ending season ending injuries both seasons. So Mike Williams, I don't know. I think the Commanders will be an interesting job. Ne- I don't see him going to the Panthers. I think. I'm going to be surprised if the Buccaneers make it to the playoffs. I don't think Todd Bowles gets fired. But if they don't make it to the playoffs, which they should, they should, because Baker's played great this year. Yeah. And I think Baker should be re-signed, just stating that out oh there. Oh, God. Could you I think, imagine Belichick and Baker Mayfield together? I think it'd be good. Yeah. Because I, well, and then they got to figure out what they're doing with Mike Evans. 
Because if they re-sign Baker, they need to re-sign Mike Evans. Yeah, he, he needs, he needs to be a legacy to player. Way. Yeah. He needs to be a legacy player. He's had 10, 10 seasons of over 1,000 yards with such inconsistent quarterback play other than the couple Tom Brady years. Correct. So he is a ho- to me, he's a Hall of Famer if he retired today. Eventually. He might not be a first ballot. But what he's went through to get to be Mike Evans, he's phenomenal. Yeah, but um, I agree. I think if Todd Bowles gets fired, the Buccaneers job would be interesting because they have a good defense. Okay. I, 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 I'd buy that for a dollar. But I don't see him going to the Panthers. David Temper is too much of a loose cannon as an owner. Fire, I mean, he fired Frank Reich, what was that, seven, eight games in? Yeah. After they just traded away everything and DJ Moore to go get Bryce Young, and Bryce Young's looked awful this year. Yeah, dude, they got rid of CMC. Yeah, they got rid of CMC last uh, year. Yeah. Just, and then they got rid of DJ Moore this year yeah, for the draft for that number one pick. Fucking fire sale. So you got rid of your two best, what you could build a franchise around in DJ Moore and CMC. Yeah. And then you haven't done shit with it all year. And Bryce Young has been a huge bust. And I'm not calling him a bust yet because he doesn't have any help. His best receiver is a 33-year-old... Um, Hey, don't knock people by their age, man. Tyreek, he's in his 30s. He's built like a track star. Different. He is not a 30-something-year-old um, shit. The guy that came from Minnesota. Um, I'll think of his name here in a minute. Are you looking it up? You should look it up. Because I can't think of his name. No, I was looking up to see exactly how old Tyreek Hill is. That's oh, not he's, important. He's 29. Yeah, I was like, hey, I was going to call you on that after I was worried about who I was actually talking about. I was going to say he's not 30 yet. He doesn't turn 30 yet until... Let's take a look at the Panthers depth chart. Oh, what was his name? I can see his face. I see. Jonathan Mingo? No. Dipshit. Adam Thielen. Jonathan Mingo's a rookie this year. So, uh, nice try, but you failed. I did. So, his best wide receiver is an aging uh, Adam Thielen, which played great this year. I'm not saying age is a big deal, but like he had a great year because he moved to the slot. He's not an outside receiver like he was last year in Minnesota. That was his best thing. Panthers line had the worst line in the NFL this year. They couldn't run it. They couldn't pass it. So I'm not saying he's a bust yet. But I don't see the Panthers being in in any kind of playoff contention until they can get an offensive line and some receivers. Because they, they traded their franchise away when they traded DJ Moore. That's another interesting question for me. What do you see with um, Justin Fields? Mm. So the Panthers traded away their number one overall pick this year to the to the Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears now the Panthers suck so much this year. The Chicago Bears have the Panthers' number one overall pick for this upcoming draft. Do you draft Caleb Williams mm. or Drake May and reset the quarterback carousel? Or the, the the quarterback contract four years 
and get and trade away Justin Fields? Or do you keep Justin Fields and and either A draft somebody with that number one overall pick to help your team or trade out and get a shit ton of draft picks for that number one overall pick? Because it's gonna be a quarterback. Uh, you you fucking dropped this on me. Uh I think Fields has talent. I know what I would do. I, I think Fields has talent. I I think that I don't know, man. I think maybe at number one, I think you sell your pick. I think you get another first round draft pick just lower in the scale. I think maybe you get a, a conditional second or third round draft pick along with that. You're going to get multiple I, first round picks. You're going to get this year's, next year's, and probably because you're get, whoever's trading up is going to be trading for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Yes. Whoever they want. Those are the top two projected quarterbacks right now. Now, Jaden Dan- Daniels young. can come out and bump up his draft stock. Same thing with the dude from Washington, Penix. Oh, yeah, he Penix can, he, and then Bo Nix from Oregon. Which and, I don't think he... Eh, he's going to go probably first round, but it's going to be a later draft pick. But I think the four that I think have bumped their projections is Caleb Williams, Drake may have been one, two this whole year. And then I think... Um, the dude from Washington, Penix, Penix yeah. is going to bump up, and then the guy that won the Heisman, uh, Jaden Daniels, yes. is going to bump himself up with how everybody talks about him. Yes. So I think there's potential for four picks in the first round that are going to be quarterbacks. Okay. So you think they should? I think whoever's that- trading to that number one pick is trading multiple years of first round picks for that quarterback. So are you saying reset? Keep fields for another year at least. Trade out of that number one. Get multiple first round picks. Like you said, lower in this year's first round pick. I like Justin Fields. You I think he's their future. I think he's there now. I think that I uh, mean, uh, he's not a Jay Cutler. He's not. But I think he, I mean, dude, if, if I could trade and get a couple of, you know, decent first round picks. And build up a receiver core, dude. Then you fucking get your quarterback in. Then you fucking now you've got all the tools in your arsenal. So what I would do personally, I think you're on the right track. But I could also see looking at what Fields did because it's going to be hard to trade him with what he did later in this year. He did get hurt, but what he did after he came back from his injury was great. Yeah. Like, if he wins this weekend, he knocks the Packers out of playoff contention this weekend. Now, they're not playing for anything except to be to knock out the Packers. Right. So, if he wins this weekend, that's going to make the decision much harder to get rid of him. I think you're on the right track. If I can get a later first-round pick this year, a high first-round pick next year, and a, a first-round pick at the year after that, if I can get three firsts for this first-round pick, that's what I'm doing. Because I can build that receiver core. I can manage Justin Fields for another couple of years. Yeah. Or if I after this year I don't want him anymore, I'm gonna pick up his fifth year option. Next year I'm gonna have two first round picks, right? Mm-hmm. Trade up to that first overall, take a quarterback you like. You can get rid of him if you if you trade that number one overall pick, because whoever's trading up is gonna give multiple first round picks for the next couple of years. So I think that's the safest play. But if you love Caleb Williams, if you love Drake May, start over. Because you're probably going to get a second round pick out of Justin Fields. 
right now if you trade him because he had, like you'd have, they'd have to pick up his fifth year option, all this stuff. But but I think he I think the talent is there out of that entire draft class. Mac Jones, Davis Mills, uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence is fucking generational talent. He just he's honing himself, and then you got Justin Fields. I would say Trevor Lawrence, obviously number one. Justin Fields is a number two. Davis Mills obviously fell off the face of the earth, and Mac Jones has not proven himself. And Mac and, Jones had a great rookie year, and he just yeah he he fell off the fucking no. bandwagon or whatever. But I don't know. I think I think that's that's kind of where I'm landing now. Is if I can get. Then that that's the stipulation on mine. If I can get this year's, next year's, and maybe the year after that, if I can get three different first round picks, well, I'm sure there's other conditions that would determine as to whether or not you would do it. Like if you only got this this year and next year's first round draft pick, and then eh. a second and a third or something in yeah, the year after I, that, yeah. Or if I could get a great player and just two first round picks, like yeah, there's there's certain thing that's going to determine it for me. But <clears throat> but like I said, it comes down to the the evaluation of this year's quarterback. Do you think, because Caleb Williams has been compared to like having Mahomes-ish like talent. Yeah. Not saying he is a Mahomes and not saying he'll ever be a Mahomes. He has, he has certain attributes that Patrick Mahomes has. If you fall in love and you think this guy is who I want to build the rest of my death chart around, do it. Well, I mean, that's what they're get, that's what they tried to do, or at least their their plan until he got hurt was in Indianapolis with Aaron Richardson was to bring him in. He played a lot like like um, Jalen Hurts and in, in the way that Shane Steichen likes to play football. And they were like, "Hey, we have this new coach and Shane Steichen. He likes what he sees in Anthony Richardson. We believe in him. I feel like." It just did not work out that way in Indianapolis. Well, and I think I think the thing with with Richardson is he has a little bit of the Andrew Luck factor in him. Of he's a bruiser. Of like he likes to I'm take not, the hits. He likes I'm to- not. Yeah, I'm not going to give up on this play. I can make this play. I made it in college. The I think what he in he eventually learned probably, especially after he got hurt for the final time, was out for the year. Is I think he learned like, hey, I'm not stronger or faster than all these guys like I was in college. I still think there's I I still love what our GM did for the Colts though. I I think he did the right thing because he wasn't going to get CJ Stroud. He wasn't going to get which I'm glad we didn't give. I never wanted Bryce Young for the record. No. I um, I told I told you a million times. I was You wanted CJ Stroud and yes. I didn't disagree. Yeah, last year, I, after watching, um, what was it, Ohio State and Michigan, uh, or no. Oh, and I agreed, yeah. like, CJ Stroud was the best quarterback coming out this year. Yeah, I mean, he I just didn't, phenomenal. I didn't disagree. Yeah. But we were not going to get that. he also had Marvin Harrison Jr., which, oh my God, chef's kiss. But he won off, he's going to win Offensive Player of the Year, and he just made the playoffs. Yes. So, clearly, best overall, best quarterback coming out of this class so far this year. Absolutely. But. He has adapted I, very me, well to the NFL. Me and you talked last year. If we didn't get Stroud, which I didn't disagree. I wanted Stroud too, but I, me and you talked. There is no way we're trading up to get him. No. So, and I said, if we didn't get him, if we picked Anthony Richardson, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Cause a lot of the talk was pointed towards Will Levis 
And, and I think that was a diversionary tactic on Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard's, you know, position was to throw a lot of smoke towards, you know, Will Levis. Uh, and he's looked okay this he's year. He's looked okay. He hasn't looked great. He's looked okay. He's, he's had flashes though. Yes. So, he's had hot and cold. Just I, I think Richardson was the good play for Indy because and and this is the this is the reason is I think Ballard come out and said, look at who's in the AFC. Who do we have to beat? We got to beat Patrick Mahomes. We got to beat Lamar Jackson. We got to beat all these phenomenal AFC quarterbacks. Josh Allen. Are you saying the AFC is has the best, the best quarterbacks? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I, it's I not even you. a question. No. Who's the, cause who's the NFC have Jalen hurts, Jalen hurts, Dak Prescott. And I think I, Dak, I'm not a giant I mean, fan of. He's, got, he's a great Brock quarterback, Purdy, but again, he's looked human this season. Brock Purdy's great. Yeah. But everybody just throws that up to his head coach. So they don't really give him much of the credit, but he's also on an all-star team. But let's, but who's the NFC have other than those three? Not much of anything. I'm trying to think like who all the NFC quarterbacks are. Well, I mean, you got Baker Mayfield. Let's, let's just look at the NFC. We'll, we'll pull it up here in a second. Second playoff pictures. So you've got uh, 49ers. You've got um, Brock Purdy with the Cowboys. You've got Dak Prescott with the Lions. You've got Jared mm-hmm. Goff. Uh, Matt Eagles, Stafford. Matt Stafford with the Rams. And then you've got Baker Mayfield. Jordan Love is is definitely He's not, looked good this year, though. He's looked better. Jordan Love has looked, looked better. a lot better than what I expected. Yeah. Uh, Geno Smith, Geno not Smith. impressed. Derek Carr, not impressed. Vikings have just had a terrible season when it comes if to Kirk Cousins would have been healthy. That would yeah. have been an interesting one. Uh, Desmond Ritter Sucks. again. Uh, Justin Fields again. They're out. Um, Giants. Giants he, can throw all three of their quarterbacks away, and I hope they draft yeah, one. They this just year. need to. They just need to toss them over into the Hudson. Um, commander Sam Howell. He's not. He's not looked terrible. I, if I was a Commander fan, I would want a different Cardinals with though. Kyler Murray. I mean, if if Kyler Murray were were healthy, I, I think if the Cardinals don't stick with Kyler Murray, they're idiots. And, I think Kyler's a good quarterback. And can we talk about the Panthers with Bryce Young? Trash. And and, and they're Trash. what is it four and fourteen or two and fourteen? Granted, you don't get to be the number one overall pick unless your team sucks. And I know they traded up for it. But like I said, the the inconsistencies from the coaching position, the the volatility from the front office and the owner. Yeah, I mean the owner did just get fined this week for throwing a drink, some on a kind fan. of drink on a yeah. fan, and he got fined three hundred thousand dollars. Now he's a second jump change. He he's the second richest owner in the NFL compared to I think what Robert Kraft is number one. The guy from the the Walmart people that just bought the Broncos are number one. Really? Yeah. Okay. So they're number one because they own the Walmart franchise. Yeah. The Waltons. And then, yeah, the Waltons. Yeah. And then who? David Temper, the guy that owns the Panthers, is number two. Okay. All right. Let's look. since we talked about NFC quarterbacks, let's talk about AFC quarterbacks. With you got Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. You got uh, yeah. Tua yeah. with uh, with the Dolphins. You've got Mahomes with the Chiefs. Uh, Deshaun Washington slash Flacco. I mean, I'd resign Flacco and let him play over to Watson next year. To yeah, be honest, I just, he's well, made that system look good. Yes, and if when the if and when they get Nick Chubb back next year, that team has potential. If you have Flacco under center, yeah, 
Yeah. Jaguars, you've got Trevor Lawrence. Bills, you've got Josh Allen. Um, Steelers, you need got- a quarterback. They need a quarterback. They're they 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 win too many games every year to get a quarterback. Because I don't think uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Not the answer. He's he's decent, but yeah, I, I, he's, he's he's a bridge quarterback at best. Yeah, uh, I, I'd put him in the same category as Mac Jones. Uh, Colts, you've got AR, and then you've got Gardner Minshew. Hey. Um, great Gar- year. Gardner Minshew, man. Great year. Great year. Now, you are you won bastard. way too many games. Once AR went out, I was like, shit, yeah, we're drafting up Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Yeah, just tank the season and take the number one. <laughs> like, as I'm a Colts fan, and I was like, that's where my mind went once Anthony Richardson got yeah, hurt. Just tank the season and take Marvin Harrison I was Harrison like, hey, Jr. we're going to get year. another top five pick. We're gonna we're gonna get another phenomenal wide receiver. Which we're gonna get I a think legacy at, player. At this point with our record, we're looking at what, like a thirteenth or fourteenth overall? I don't know. You look that up while I keep going down. Texans, you got CJ Stroud, who's been dude just gone ham this year. Uh Broncos with uh Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh Bengals have had got a benched. Shitty- yeah. <laughs> Bengals have had a terrible, terrible um, season when it comes to uh, to quarterbacks. You with me? Yeah, I'm listening. What? Okay, I was just talking about the Bengals. Oh, they got Joe Burrow. They're good. Yeah, but Joe Burrow got hurt this year. Uh, they still have their franchise, so yeah. they're good. Raiders need uh, a quarterback. Yeah, uh, Jets. We'll see. With Aaron Rodgers, how he does next year. Uh, Titans. Will Levis had his uh, his good years, and uh, fuck. I'm. Uh, Who are you I'm talking about? The Titans. Tannehill. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> uh, Chargers had a a shit season, even though they've got Justin Herbert, and then the Patriots with Mac Jones, uh, Bailey Zappi going back and forth. Um, last year. Dude, I was on the Bailey Zappy train. I thought he was doing great, and then he just petered off. And so, right now, the the uh, Bleacher Report has Colts drafting twenty one overall. Twenty one overall. So we had a better season than I thought. Yeah. In comparison, I think that's where they have. Like I said, Bleacher Report has them. So at twenty one overall, we're probably taking. They said a wide receiver. Let me see what. Well, I'm I'm not disagreeing that we take a wide receiver because that's what we need, but. I don't think we're taking what one of what one of Washington's wide receivers, Rome Adunes or whatever his last name is. Adumas? A D U N Z E. Oh. Yeah, how do you say that? I don't know. No idea. Uh now I'm gonna Now you're gonna listen on the broadcast Monday of how they say <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch the game <laughs> on Monday and I'm gonna be like, oh fuck me, I butchered that shit. But I am gonna watch him to see how he plays because if Bleacher Report has him projected. Well, I mean, like I said, that's, that's they have definitely... a phenomenal do like three phenomenal wide receivers in yeah. Washington. So, but it's not Marvin Harrison Jr. No, he's uh, on Bleacher Report has him going number three overall, number three overall to the Chicago Bears. See, no, 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 the Bears trade out of the number one overall pick with New England in their mock draft, and New England drafts Kalen Williams. Kalen Williams, number one overall. Drake May to the Commanders, which I think is a great idea. Get a franchise quarterback. Yeah. I don't I don't think Sam Howe's it. 
No, he's he again. He's he's a bridge quarterback, but I think there's potential. he's a great bridge quarterback. Yeah. Um, Drake made number two overall. This is very early. Chicago Bears trade with New England. Marvin Harrison Jr. Which I would fucking. I mean, that in and of itself just goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the whole Justin Fields. And I think this is a good move. Arizona Cardinals trade with the Giants. Ooh. The Giants trade up. Wait. Giants have the fifth overall. Yeah. Giants trade up one spot to number four overall pick and draft Jaden Daniels. Don't I, hate it. I don't hate I it. I don't hate it, but I think Jaden Daniels goes higher in the draft. Number four overall. I, yeah. I, no. I think he's a number two. Drake May. Drake May is better than Jaden Daniels. All right. We'll see. I think. So they have, I think the Giants trading up to get a Jaden Daniels type caliber quarterback. Great idea. Arizona's, Arizona Cardinals trade for, you know, they trade down one spot. They take a wide receiver, Malik Neighbors. Falcons, haha, trade with the Chargers. Falcons take Michael Penix Jr. There you go. Which is what, that's the you thing they're missing. That. That's the thing they're missing. I want the, I don't think Michael Penix, I don't know yet. He's looked great at times this season, but he also has all-star caliber wide receivers. Yeah, we could we could talk about potential all day long, dude. So many guys. Potential so gets people fired. Yeah. So, Michael Penix to the Falcons, great idea. But, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, oh, that's a good idea. New York Jets drive to tackle Joe Alt. That's what they need. They need a line. There you go. <laughs> Protect Aaron Rodgers. So something that we're going to start doing on the podcast, not necessarily this one, because I'm just dropping this on Ryan um, for the first time, but we're going to start doing a beautiful bastard of the week where we find a player that, that plays a sport, doesn't matter what sport it is, um, and, and just call them out, whether it's on field, off field, what have you. Um, we're not going to do one this week. But um, we're going to start doing a beautiful bastard of the week. You can submit your suggestions um, either on Spotify by emailing us or by joining our Discord. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty well all I've got. Um, again, we're we're slowly altering the format, um, and I think we're close to like an hour and forty five minutes in this episode. Um, obviously, it'll get cut down in post production. Um, I'll have to edit all of Ryan's coughs out of this. Cause he's been sick for like two months, but oh man. Anyway, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I could talk quarterbacks and stuff all time. Yeah. So. Well, that's why we have a podcast. Yeah. But you don't like going an hour, 45 minutes every week. So I'm not allowed Dude, to talk. If, I, if we had a full-time editor, I wouldn't give a fuck, <laughs> but I have to edit that shit. And luckily I got kids, luckily we don't have a, you don't have to edit it that much. It'll be fine. Yeah. No. I, and, and I'm not, I'm just, I, I need to start focusing more on my family and less on editing at from nine o'clock till one o'clock in the morning on typically Saturday, Sundays and Mondays. But, um, yeah. Anyways. Stop screwing up so much. Hey, I don't think I screwed up that much at all this episode. Not today. You did good.
All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. If you liked what you uh, what you heard, make sure that you're following us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcast. While you're there, make sure to rate us five stars. And if not, we're going to send uh, Ryan to your doorstep to uh, gnaw on some kneecaps. Oh, yeah. Like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, no, Mr. Kool-Aid man. Oh, no. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We don't post there much right now, but hopefully we'll get better at that. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Really Sophisticated. Damn social media manager. Yeah, we don't have one because we're poor. Uh, you can follow us on X, formerly Twitter, at RS Podcast X. Um, again, send us your questions and episode ideas to sophisticated at gmail.com. Uh, and make sure to join us next Tuesday for more Really Sophisticated. That's all I got. Peace. Daddy, you're silly.